and welcome to Carnival Personnel Sideshow. I'm Jacques, and I believe Biff left. <laughs> I believe Biff was here. He might be coming back. Um, you know, the IT guy of the show is having uh, IT problems, but uh, but hopefully he jumps back on because uh, I don't really want to talk horrible about him when he's not here. I enjoy talking horrible about him when he's here. But uh, today we actually have a real guest, a, a, a professor um, who I've crossed paths with. Uh, God, that oh, here's Biff. That was honestly, I don't like doing math, but it was more than more than a couple of years ago. Uh, I don't want to brag. We both went to Fitchburg State College, which is uh, why I don't want to brag. I know. <laughs> you, know, you know, Fitchburg, Fitchburg, Fitchburg in the cried. 90s. Cried. Think, yeah. think Chernobyl with more check cashing places <laughs> in the 90s. <laughs> um, and, and so anyways, with, with the world upside down, we've been talking back and forth for a while about getting getting you know professor cook on yeah. uh but but now he is here and, and i believe biff is here but uh but professor cook welcome and, and tell 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 my four friends who aren't on the <laughs> podcast a couple things about yourself uh, well i i went to fitchburg went to fitchburg state uh no my uh, phd is in political science i i am a professor at uh the university of pittsburgh at johnstown so um, I am. Wow, I love that. I, I spent a lot of time in that town, Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Wow. That's. <laughs> well, I don't know if you know. There's, there's, well, there's a huge. Um, there was a huge uh, Red Cross facility there. I think there is. I think yeah. there is actually. Yeah. And it is also where they filmed Slapshot. The That's film correct. Slapshot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Arguably yeah. the greatest sports movie, greatest movie. I know. Of it is. All it's time. A, it is, you know, every time I'm in, uh, you know, downtown uh, Johnstown, I, I always think about Paul. Yeah. People, you know, he he went, he was in the, you know, in, in at the city filming the thing. Yeah. And it's funny, we reconnected. Um, before I go any further, and before Biff tells me to shut up, I'm going to throw out, and I do this all the time, yeah. all the time, Chris. Um, I just <laughs> throw out blanket apologies for the years 1986 through about 2021 2022 uh it's funny be, be, because chris and i re have reconnected through you know my, my my brother john hunt and um was in a band with forever and it, it was just funny because biff has heard stories other people have heard stories and it's funny i've heard stories and and i honestly i i do not use this as an excuse i do not use this to diminish my behavior in any way I have almost zero recollection of the years 1989 through 1995. And that's, it, it's, it's funny because I came back, I was living in LA about 10 years, about 10-ish years ago, I came back and it was really, it was great. Dan and I played this club. It was the first time my wife met Dan's wife. Dan, Dan was coming out once or twice a year to play shows. I was coming back. It was the first time the four of us were together and it's really funny. This guy comes in the restaurant adjacent to the club, sits down and is telling Dan and I, I was like halfway home. I saw in the Phoenix, you guys were playing. I turned around and I came back and it was all these other bands that, you know, Dan was friends with in, in college. I say I was friends with, but I have four friends in college and there's reasons why we all know. Them. <laughs> but, but he came back and he's talking for like 20 minutes and he's like, yeah, last time I saw you guys, it was in San Francisco and it was X, Y, Z and blah, 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 all this stuff. He gets up and leaves. I look at Dan. I'm like, who the fuck was that? <laughs> and he goes, dude, I was going to ask you. We call our buddy John 
in Austin. And we're like, hey, who's Tim Mahoney? And he's like, and he's like, he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, who's Tim Mahoney? He goes, are you fucking with me, Jock? And then, then he realized who he's talking to. He goes, okay, does the name Mahomo mean anything to you, Jock? I'm like, okay, now something's coming back a bit. You know, he's like, dude, he lived with you for two years. He drove the van. How do you not remember this? Literally remember, you know, my friend Kim, Dan, John, Rod, um, of course, Mark, Busy Lefave, you know, Pepsi. I don't know if you know. Oh, yeah, I am. But but I'll be, <laughs> but but we're we're playing the show and these other people are coming up and telling stories. And my wife's like looking at me like, did that really happen? It's like I I don't you know, you should write this down so you know you know what actually happened in your life. Sure. I mean, I have a stack of police reports where you know <laughs> I, I, I may or may not have been charged with 12 accounts of assault and battery. He connected with you. Were you going, were you undergrad at Williams or were you teaching there when his wife was up there? I was, there, I was just teaching there. I was at a one-year position um, and Williams is a great school and it was a great opportunity uh, to get that on my resume. Um, and so, yeah, I ran into John. I was like, hey. <laughs> It's so, it, and so that's how he he told me. He's like, yeah, bubble. He's like, I'm like, yeah, I think I remember. Because yeah, you weren't really, you were kind of, well, you were Jacques, you know. And that's all John that's, would that's, say. That's, that's a good like, way. It's a good way to describe you. <laughs> you know, it's like we hosted parties at our house because the only time I ever went to other people's parties was just, just to be a dick, just to be a dick. I. I, I I remember Dan used did told me a couple of times, he goes, you know, and I kind of remember things like there was a, like the quote unquote hippie house. I, I thought it was funny to be the punk rock asshole who would walk in the hippie house completely naked and and just. For no reason. And I, I when I moved to L.A., you know, I had a couple of buddies. We would just crash parties. What are you going to do when somebody walks in? You're going to get into a wrestling match and the onlooker doesn't all the onlooker knows is you're rolling around with some naked guy on your living room floor at a huge party who's screaming sex pistol lyrics so with that said i uh any 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 rudeness any vicious wannabe attitude ever projected in your way professor i apologize <laughs> you know you know i <laughs> You should uh, you should have seen yourself, but I, <laughs> but no, it's it's <laughs> hey, you know, bygones be bygones, you know. Like, I, 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 you know. Literally, and, and honestly, I I love because for me, I'm hearing these stories for the first time. If there's any that you remember that you know, <laughs> feel free to throw them out there. <laughs> no, actually, the good one of the one of the last times I think I actually we we actually met again in L.A. We actually were um, maybe at Ben Frank's. Ben Franklin's up on Sunset Strip. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We might've had dinner with like Rod. It was like late at night kind of thing. Like, you know, um, John Hunt might've been there too. He might've been coming through town, right? Oh, oh, with, with the either like Silver Scooter or yeah. Five Head. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Five Head. Um, and no, the other time before that was you had just seen the Pixies at the Orpheum Theater, I think. Okay. And, yeah, and you would just... <clears throat> come back and you were at a part we were at a party we we're at a keg party and you were telling me about you were very excited about wave of mutilation and uh, <laughs> and 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 actually it was a, it was a, you know of all your insanity you're, you, you were talented you know what i'm saying and so 
like, I think maybe, maybe it was like what people had to deal with, right? They're like, well, the guy's talented. He's funny sometimes, you know? No, I, it, it's, it's, I, I was smart enough to surround myself with talented people, but it, you know, it was, it was a fun time. I mean, I tell people all the time, it's like, and, and, and John, John, who's been, you know, to Japan a number of times, you know, to play with the, you know, Super Scooter and other bands. When he tells like stories and he tells Fitchburg stories, people are like, yeah, I'm done telling stories because because the A, that can't be real. And B, and I don't know, do you know that we lived for rent free for like four years? on? Well, I think, I, yeah, I, I think I remember that. I think I mean, you guys and in, 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 in case your listeners want to know, uh, you know, I think we had a lot of just talented people at Fitchburg State. We had a, a lot of talented people. We we would we would yeah no we would it was a tiny school but we would get a bus and we would go and I mean we would have like three or four bands like just take over like you know either TTs or the Middle East Cafe and stuff like that and and yeah I mean it was it it was it, there was an abundance of in that tiny tiny little. I don't even know how many people went to school with us, but yeah, I mean, every Thursday or Friday, there was something fun going on and then bands started playing out and stuff. No, it was great. But now let's get back to tell, right, tell, tell me your path. So you leave Fitchburg, you leave Fitchburg, you, 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 you get your yeah, degree. My, so my, ba- my bachelor degrees in history and I, a bunch of Fitchburg people go off to LA to go be in the film industry. And I'm, I'm like, all right, I want to get out of Massachusetts. I want to get out of here. And, and, I got I went my master's degree at Cal State Los Angeles uh, in political science, uh, and grade school too. And I enjoyed the fact that I went there. Uh, and then I went to ride the road to Santa Barbara, uh, and I my specialization is American foreign policy. Uh, so my dissertation was on humanitarian intervention in the 1990s. Um, the did a one year gig at Winona State in Minnesota, uh, and then did another one year gig at uh, Williams and got uh, a job at Penn State Erie. And I'm still affiliated with Penn State. Um, I do teach at their world campus. So it's an online online course, but I am an associate professor at uh, University of Pittsburgh at Johnstown. And is political science Randy Newman's greatest song? (laughs) You know, Sometimes it's like fear. Let's have a war. Maybe that's a better song. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's just, <laughs> it, it is true. I so uh, we'll, we'll throw out your Twitter handle now. Times we'll post it. I follow you on Twitter, and do do we have any? So what's the right way to say this? So mid fifties now, and every time I hit like a new like a five year plateau there's a five-year window underneath that I don't want to talk to. So when I hit 40, I didn't want to talk to anybody under 25. Like now that I'm mid fifties, <laughs> I literally, I mean, it's a stretch. I love my nieces and, and I make exceptions, but I really don't want to talk to anybody under 35. You are teaching the youth uh, of this, <laughs> of this great nation of ours. Do we have any hope or, or, or is everybody's on to look at it, right? Is that, Sometimes, you know, I'm 50 and I'm sometimes I'm like, all right, like we're doomed, right? These kids can't put their phones down. They can't, you know, I'm saying, you you know, they can't do their work and they can't, they don't do the readings. And then I remember I went to Fitchburg State, right? And all I have to do is try to remember my friends in college and realize that they didn't do the readings. They didn't, you know, (laughs) however, you know, I I went to, I have a, a, one of my colleagues is, um, he's 78. And I was like, hey, do you feel that students are getting dumber? And he laughed. 
he laughed at me and said, I started feeling that in 1978. And so, <laughs> so, so I remember that. I actually, I keep that in my head. I just remember, okay, I'm just getting older. They're probably just staying the same, you know? Well, I remember, I, this was vivid. This is really vivid. I remember Rod coming home from like, you know, school and saying, you guys got to come check this out. There's a pro war rally going on. Yeah. Down <laughs> at the quad right now. That's right. I remember that. Do you remember the? Do you remember the nuke Iraq thing that was hung out of the Russell Towers window? Yeah. Oh my and, God. No, no, oh, seriously. I and, and I remember Rod, Rod just doing this impression. I mean, of all the things I do and don't remember, Rod's like, there's some girl talking. It's like my uncle fought in Vietnam, and he thinks we should go there and kick some ass. It's like, and and like me moving to guitar. Can you point that place out on a map? <laughs> Can you tell me what? And, and honestly, I mean, it, it's funny because, it, no, I, I, I took film. So there was no math. There was no reading. I didn't have my book. I, I didn't go to I have no idea how I graduated. And I know a lot of us were like that. But but we would have these really in-depth. The people I, I was around, John, Dan, you know, my friend Kim, just some of the most deep thinkers, smartest people, these conversations we were in. But I would go to other I I would sometimes go to other parties, invite or not, usually not. And just I just couldn't stand being around dumb people. And it just seemed when they first Iraq war, which wasn't really a war because you need two armies to kind of have a war. Um, That was over pretty damn quick, too. But 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 yeah, but it's like and now I I follow you on Twitter and other things. And and some of the stuff that, you know, you post and I've seen, it's like, I don't know how I could be in a room with a bunch of 21 year olds. You, you know, the one thing is that they act age appropriate, which means they're in college to learn. And if they ask what I would think is a stupid question, it's not a stupid question because they ask because they want to know. Right. I mean, they, they don't know. I mean, that's why they're in college, right? They've come to college. I, I do not know what goes on in high schools. <laughs> right. So they show up in my classroom and, and they'll ask a question. Part of me like, what? Like, and then I'm like, oh, you know what? They, they had the, the guts, right? The balls, right? To ask that question, you know? And guess what? Probably half the other students probably wanted to ask that question. And that's the way I look at it. You know, I think um, sometimes it is refreshing to realize that they're not messed up yet. <laughs> <laughs> they, they may someday, but uh, no, they're, uh, you know, they're, they, um, I get a lot of, I teach a lot of gen eds, right? So I get a lot of non-majors. And so this is the only time sometimes in college that they're ever going to be in contact right. with a discussion about the Iraq war, uh, about Afghanistan, about, you know, how a bill gets passed in Congress, right? In American politics. <laughs> and, you know, and it's, uh, and I, I try to take that seriously, right? Because I don't think they're going to remember any much of what I, you know, they're going to forget like 90% of what I said, but they're all citizens, right? They're, like, they're all part of America and they're all at some point in their lives, statistically speaking, gonna participate by voting and, you know, and, and do those things. And hopefully something like rubs off on them. And that's that's all you can do, right? You know, I, I was, I watched, have you seen the amazing documentary about WBCN? I've not, I've wanted to. I really so, want, because yeah, BCN was a big thing in my, my childhood too. So. Finally watched it, finally watched it. it was, yeah, it, you couldn't live within a hundred mile radius of that station without, and it was the first of its type. But one of the amazing things is how integral on an 
national and international level, BCN was at at basically creating the Vietnam protest movement. It was, and I was like, wait, what? Really? These guys were, and then you know they were they were fucking babies. Like honestly, the guy who started the station, um, you know, just went to drove around town, went to a bunch of local college radio stations, said, "Do you want to come work here?" They're like sure and they end up in the and so I, you see the youth of that era you know in, in you know during the nixon stuff and just how engaged and willing like you know the city of boston was like the big colleges i mean you're talking hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people showing up and stuff like now and now you know and, and again i'm an old guy screaming get off my lawn but the problem it, it, is though it, here's here's the problem though right is that I think part of the the protest movement, though, is spurred on by a couple of events. And one of them is the change in the draft laws. Yeah. And, and a lot of college kids were not protesting when they had the college exemption. And they went through and they removed the college exemption, <laughs> right? And, and said, you can finish the semester and then come on down if you get drafted. Uh, they, had the, they had a full exemption. Like if you were in college, like you were like, you're off. And then they changed that. And that, I think, really, um, really kickstarted the, the, what you now see is the, the anti-war movement. Um, and there's also, like, I was reading, so Kent State, right? You're familiar with Kent State. I was reading, like, contemporary, like, uh, news pieces from that, from small towns and from things like that. And there are plenty of Americans who are like, good, I'm glad they shot them. They should have shot more of them. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. yeah. And, and there were pro-war rallies in the South, usually. What? Um, yeah, no, there were pro-war <laughs> rallies. I know, I'm surprised. Uh, and, and, I, and sometimes I, I think that, like, we don't want to romanticize the past, you know? Um, and that I think a lot of the discussions, which is a tragedy, right? The tragedy is here's a bunch of baby boomers that didn't learn clearly anything. From their childhood, right. I'm saying didn't learn anything, right? You know, and that's, you know, they remember the. It's I always joke. It's always like here's a Vietnam War documentary, and it's you know it's here's your mandatory Creams Clearwater revival in the background, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, running through the jungle, and, and if you notice, like, and this affects today, like, um, I think clearly by the time you get to Iraq and Afghanistan. Like there is this mythology that that we lost on the home front, right? It was like it was the protesters that lost the war, and that's not true. It's not true at all. Um, South Vietnam was never a viable state to begin with, right? Um, and let that one fast forward to like some other places around the world. And the the um, I think the problem is is that like if your only walk away lesson from the Vietnam War is we shouldn't protest the war, you wonder why we screwed up, right? <laughs> It's, it's funny, you, you had said like, you, you know, you got Gen Ed kids coming. It might be the only time that they, they have a discussion about like how a bill, you know, gets passed. What do you think? And, and this is just, you know, I reached out to Chris several months ago because, you, know, you know, my friend Jenna, you know, who's an author and stuff. I do some TV development, said, hey, let's create something. And I kind of want your two cents on it, you know, a civic show. And basically it comes down to all these talking heads that you see yeah. on the different network, the, the percentage of them who don't understand how the levels of government work, 
and, you know, and they intention either they do understand yeah. and then they're intentionally manipulating you or lying to you right or they are stupid um and the the no i think one of the biggest dangers right and, and as i said it's, it's probably always been there but the problem with social media is it's it's right there in front of you it's like there's always probably been this amount of stupid americans since the beginning of time but right now it's like boom right in your face all the time what do you think the percentage of elected officials on this country let's not say town like dog catcher and stuff like that but state senators you know state senators and up what percentage of them do you think could could actually pass a freshman college civics exam it's a tough one isn't it right <laughs> like like because and I don't have a lot of faith. You know why? Because it's like the, the, especially in state legislatures, like these are some of the people that have come up with some crazy bills. And yeah. you're like, that's just not even possible. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not even like, just, what are you and, even doing? You know? And I, I, I think, that, a lot, yeah. yeah. Well, well, I guess let me ask you though, is that, is that part of the, isn't that part of the, you know, the American spirit, if you will, like this whole idea that, you know, everybody can do anything kind of a thing. And so, yeah, I know nothing about this. But I have a dream to, you know, you know, help my help my area do this because I'm ticked off at this, right? I mean, yes and no, right? I mean, yes, and in part of, um, I, I think some of the aspects of a civics class is sounds counterintuitive. Would be this country is built on compromise, and there's right, good and right. bad, right? I mean, like there's some bad compromises, but it's everything. All institutions are basically forcing you to compromise with people from all across the country. Right. And we, we historically in the United States, we had what was considered weak political parties. Like you go to Britain, like it's, it's, you are party first, your district second, right? Like, like, and, and your party will bounce you the minute you do anything right here. It's really, you can do what you want, right? I mean, like you can, you can go run for whatever you can be a Democrat, Republican, if you win the election, you can still go off and do whatever you want. Yeah. We are becoming a stronger political party system and, and it's not good because we're losing the flexibility and the compromise um, that right. like your example, like, you know, John Murtha was the longtime uh, congressman for Johnstown. And, you know, he, he was, you know, he was busted for corruption and this and that, but at some point, you know what? He loved Johnstown and he worked every, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, like he lived, breathed it and died Johnstown. And that's what he did in Congress. I don't think some members of Congress care about their homes. I think they yep. would rather yep. grandstand on TV. Oh, I, I, and it's frustrating because, you know, uh, I'm not a smart person and I'm not, but I'll, I'll listen to some of these talking heads, even on the networks I, I lean towards, like, a, you know, an MSNBC. And sometimes when they start, talking about you know certain things and just omit certain facts when they're like oh you know biden's had a failed first year because he he couldn't get x y and c passed it's like or he he didn't fulfill this promise it's like no he can't fulfill any promises it's like he can put forward these great bills but what what's that term when 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 bills can't get passed oh yeah joe manchin 
And it's like, you know, there's not, and people don't say, yeah, you know, he's worked his ass off. These are great. Or, or, you know, they don't hammer home like the, the, I forget which, which part of one of the bills was polling at like 70, mid 70%, you know, uh, uh, you know, and it's like, wait a minute, how can a bill possibly have, well, gun control, there we go. Gun control, like polls in the high eighties, like nationwide, you know, um, what what's what's, and, and what's gun control and gun control means just control it just means right stronger background checks it yeah. means you know it means universal background like, check that's yeah, it fully automatic rivals it, it is not gun confiscation right we're not talking about that you know what i'm saying and and it is what happens is you can see this in the in the media right is that you know someone in pennsylvania is going around putting uh, little joe biden stickers on gas pumps and he's pointing at the price and it says, I did it. And you're like, no, the president of the United States does not control gas prices. But imagine thinking that he did. Right. <laughs> imagine right. being the person that actually thinks that. And 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 when you when you when you're dealing with you know with that and you don't have it it it, it is so having lived abroad, and especially in like 2015, when when the, the last election, that election cycle was happening and people asking me, can can that guy really run? He, he does. He, he doesn't seem smart enough to be a, a president. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, he can. That's, you know, that's well, it, the thing. It goes, back to, it goes back to Biff's point, right? This is America. Anyone can look. And if you want to go run for office, like you go run for office. Um, but at some point you cannot speed up the process you can't make things happen that are not in your like there's the president has limited powers right uh actually you know there's only so much a state legislature can do about the economy you know and they in some ways i think they don't even care because they're just off pontificating on the news or on social media and for the votes and for the money it's I mean, for, you, right yeah, they're just shaking you down. For, it's, it's like a giant grift, right? And they, that's all they care about. Like they I, know, I, yeah. I was just gonna say the one thing my, you know, my 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 dad and I, it, it, it's been a rough. It was a very rough time the last five years. It it, it really was. You know, my 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 wife is you know first generation, um, you know, Asian American, and uh, the whole the whole it was a tough time before the Kung flu bullshit, you know, and then, you know, after that, so, th so there's been a little, a little, little less visits and stuff. But when I do talk to my dad about these things, we agree. The one big thing that we, we, we don't understand how it hasn't happened, except the people who would have to make it happen are the people who won't make it happen. Term limits take away 75, 80% of bullshit. Uh, I, I really think in, in every level of government, if you there, there is a downside, though, to term limits, and that is that at the federal level, for first of all, it's unconstitutional, but at that right, right, that's it. The members are supposed to build up expertise in areas uh, so they can actually make better legislation. So when you've got uh, when you're there for a long time. Look, and there's problems with being there for a long time. I, and, and, and you and your dad are correct. <laughs> there's, um, ironically, studies seem to suggest that in states that have state legislatures with term limits, like California, uh, it actually increases corruption because what it does is they're only in there for so, such a limited amount of time 
they are angling immediately for their next job. So if they end up on an agricultural committee, they are working the ag the agribusiness angle, right? Relax. So they can go right out and go right get a job in agribusiness. Yeah, I mean, isn't the issue really that the voters don't know, or they they're they're easily distracted to look at the wrong things than rather than to actually focus on things that will help them. Like there are literally people who are voting for politicians that are voting against their interests, yeah. but because they'll throw the the religion card or something like that, somehow they put that on the forefront. You know, you're not you're not you're not getting any help for the fact that you're struggling financially, but then, you know, we're going to essentially, you know, attack the trans agenda. And then that kind of keeps them on. I mean, and, and the thing is, it's, it's, and, and this is, this is, you know, I look, absolutely. Like people vote against their, int their economic interests all the time. But what happens is that people seem to, how would you say, like their identity, the way in which they shape their identity, they're going to put those other social issues, for example, above economic ones they're going to put value on that and in it's in it's they will vote like you know i've right. it, it's it's fascinating right because at some point if you go and i i, I live in a county that voted like 70 percent for trump right yeah. uh you know look people have health care problems people need infrastructure people like ben like th yeah. these are issues that everyone faces and they're worried about, you know, things you're like, who's trying to take away your guns? Sometimes you have to realize like, I, I think that's, they value that. They, and in yeah. some ways I think it's because they don't understand how system works. Right. Um, but isn't that part of the manipulation where essentially by putting that, those agenda at the forefront, rather than doing stuff that actually helps people, right? Because, hey, I know that I can essentially get support on this and it's going to help my re-election and everything else. And this costs me nothing, right? It, I think Joe Manchin's a great example of this, right? Because um, that piece of legislation is going to help the people of West Virginia. Yep. Oh, right. On yeah. our, the, the, yeah. the, the governor came out incredibly strong for it, saying, yeah, we need this. And yet... Joe Manchin, who is probably the most conservative Democrat in the Senate, right? He's a Republican. Um, well, I mean, look at the state. Look at that. Yeah, but at, I mean, if you, if you, if you vote out Joe Manchin, it's going to be a Republican anyway, right? I mean, you're not going to get a, a more moderate Democrat when you're going to see, right? You're, That's you're, not going to happen. Yeah, it's either going to be Joe Manchin or someone far more right. Right, yeah. Right, And so, like, you got to, like, take it for what it is. Yeah. And that, to, like, and, and I know this sounds kind of, I, here I am like justifying Joe Manchin, but I mean, yeah. like that's, <laughs> it's our system. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Our system, West Virginia has an election and West Virginia produces this. There are issues in which Joe Manchin is still a Democrat and he's, and there are issues in which he's going to hedge his bets. You know, yeah. um, you know, it's funny. My, my sister, uh, her, her, you know, it's funny. I'm, you know, I'm an atheist, but she's been active in her church. And it was like going back like 10 years, there was some program that they part of that was kind of like doctors without borders where you just get on a plane and you don't know where you're going. And it's Honduras, it's wherever, you know, this, this, that, and, and their group got on a plane. It's like 10 years and went to West Virginia. And, and the people in the group came back saying, I, I've been here. I've been there. I've been there. I've never been to a more impoverished place. I, I've never seen, you know, 
hungrier children in worse living conditions. And then you turn around, it's like every bill that gets put in front that could help these people vote it down, vote it down, vote it down. It's like, wait, your children are start like the the tax credit for, you know, that that you know he single-handedly kept from being a permanent thing. It's like, dude, which lifts people up out of poverty, which actually, yeah, it is it actually is a it is it it means nothing to someone in my income bracket. It is the world to a mom with kids. <laughs> and, 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 and it's just crazy because it's like, I live in Massachusetts now. California's really home. We go back and forth. The social safety nets in California and in Massachusetts are crazy. They're just, you know, we, my, my mom-in-law, you know, she got sick, you know, a few years back and just seeing what the state did. It's like, and, and, and it's funny because most of her caregivers lived in New Hampshire and their plan is yeah they're they live in new hampshire because of the tax you know reasons and but they plan to move to massachusetts when they retire knowing that the social service is here you know what i mean and and that's the thing it's like you know when when the politicians run about uh, uh how awful places like california and massachusetts are it's like dude you are a failed state like West Virginia only exists because it's California. all relative, but it's all relative, right? It's all relative to like, because it's awful to them because they might, they might believe they're going to be surrounded by these, you know, le, you know, le, you know, coastal elitists and stuff like that. Right. I mean, that's, that's their nightmare, right? Not, you know, right. And, so you know, they, they, no, yeah, there is like this, it's hard. It's, 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 it's hard to, to wrap your head around it sometimes. And then you say, um, there, there are people that are just literally, it's the way I, the, the, probably the best way to describe it is that the world's changing, it always has, right? But the post-industrial age, which is speeding up, right? If you think about the industrial age and our, in our lifetime, the political parties reflected the coalitions and groups of the industrial age. It was dying at that point, but it was like, you know, the Democrats represent labor unions, right? And the Republicans represent business owners, right? And, and there were a lot of social issues which were all there but weren't talked about right and so you know if you went back to 1972 i don't know what richard nixon thinks about gun control because he really didn't talk about i'm saying like right right, i don't i don't know what lyndon johnson thought about gay marriage because it just wasn't it it, it, it was an issue but it wasn't talked about by anyone right and so the post-industrial age is it's fried like our politics our domestic politics is fried everything is up in the air everything like i i i you know I, I did there was some guy running in washington i think for the washington state legislature and he sounds like a marxist but he's actually endorsed by president trump and you're like he's like you know there's a you know <laughs> the corporate elite you know saying we need to overthrow the corporate elite and you know wow. for the working class and you're like you just said you're there for the working class to overthrow the corporate elite like how do you how on earth can you be a republican no it's it none yeah. of that matters and yeah. You know, I want to talk. I don't want to talk about Ukraine, but we will in a second. But but the thing is, when you when you know, yeah, the the, the scary thing is, I mean, it's scary when you have when we were in college and you were, you know, studying political science and stuff like that. and, And, you know, your background in history. Did you ever envision 30 years later that we would have open white nationals leading, leading? leading a party like absolute and and not and not and not uh, on a pollock white nationals leading a party that that nick fuentes guy 
like no, like that. Just Marjorie like, Taylor Green. I mean, yeah, just flat I don't know. Out. What, I mean, like there is, like, and if you've seen some of his YouTube videos where he is much more explicit in like denying the Holocaust, it's disgusting and it's wrong. And I, and and, and you know, and it's it, and I'm speechless sometimes because. You know, people can disagree. We can disagree about policies. We can disagree about where should the tax rate be. We can disagree right. about this or that, right? Um, that, to me, like you know, like I get, you know, Massachusetts is a very Catholic state. I understand the abortion debate and how serious it is, but to me, there is absolutely no denying the Holocaust. Like you know what I'm saying, like you. Yeah, no, there's <laughs> some, there's just certain things, you know. No, there's just no, no like you know, like. And, 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 you know, and then you just look, it's like the absolute lack and this, this coming from me, shocking, you know, for, 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 for me, it's like, for me to say the absolute lack of decorum and civility, you know, yeah. j- just last week at the state of the union, heckling the president as he's talking about his, you know, and using, and using dead son and using casualties as a prop. I think right. that's disgusting too. Like they, they not only were they interrupting the president, but they were just like, yeah, it is, you know, I sometimes, and and it's weird, right? Because I, I would not have voted for Reagan. Uh, and the first election I could vote in was 92. But um, the, I show them Reagan speeches. And in those speeches, Reagan is contradicting the positions Trump has taken. Yep. One, and two, He's using complete sentences. The Bush Reagan debate regarding immigration is yes, like the, absolutely. right. That's, that's, like, that's, that's like, yeah. like people have no idea. Like I bring this up to them. It's just like, yeah, I don't think you understand how the party and, has changed on this. Yeah. And, and both of them are actually talking about a fundamental business issue, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like labor. In fact, I yeah. think Bush in that yeah. debate is talks about labor needs you yeah. know in the sense of like if you're a business and you want to hire people and there's not enough people to hire or you want to get cheaper labor right so like that's one of the impetuses of you know immigration the immigration debate in the 80s yeah you know that's just i mean reagan signed that you know pathway to citizenship yeah the amnesty yeah, is yeah. a republican you know immigration yeah. amnesty is a republican you know you know yeah. bill it's something that they push through and it's like it blows people's minds it's like i mean you drive from la to san francisco and you see who's working that 400 mile strip of farmland and it's like oh yeah, yeah. yeah. if we didn't have immigration your your you know your two dollar salad at mcdonald's would cost 40 bucks and it's like yeah it's it's there's just no it, it, it's absolutely insane so are you so, serious, Jock? You cited McDonald's salads? Well, I, I couldn't think. McDonald's <laughs> salads? I mean, I, I, have you literally, how many times have we eaten together? Have you ever seen me eat a salad? Now, the funny thing is, Chris, you might not know. <laughs> even before I got the Fitchburg, I'm a vegetarian who has never eaten a salad in my life. And yet you look this good, Jock. How do you do it? How do you do it? I know that's the next question, but uh, big t-shirts. Um, but but seriously, uh, it's, it's like just, just the lack of of basic decorum and civility it's it's funny because my son's got into watching the office over the pandemic and my he, my oldest one i'm not i'm dead serious start to finish he watched every episode probably six times during the pandemic then he gets back to school and you know and 
it's junior high. You know, junior high is the worst age. It's the worst age. It's 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 high school sucks. College is what it is. But junior high. And I reminded him, it's like, there's always going to be a Dwight buddy. There's always going to be a Dwight, no matter where you go. We can move schools. We can change towns. There's always going to be a Dwight. And Chris and back are saying, there's always a Jacques too. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I heard it, but it's true. But, but it's funny. But now, and I was talking to him. So he's watching part of the State of the Union and he sees these two. And they're only doing it to fundraise. They're only doing standing up and screaming to fundraise. And I'm like, think about this for a second, buddy. Nancy Pelosi has to go to work with those people every day. Like, yeah. like if you think the people in your class are assholes and life is going to get better and you can't wait to get out of here, I don't mean to make you depressed, but you have to learn to work with complete pieces of shit because no matter where you go. No, that's, I mean, I talked to him really honestly. It's like, this is just the way it is. But I don't know if I could live somewhere where it's 70%. I mean, it's funny. People think, you know, Massachusetts is is a, a complete blue state, but I think three of three of the last five governors we've had, including Mitt Romney, is Republican. Yes. They're Republicans, yeah. You know, and, three, um, three out of five. There's an interesting argument about that. About um, California, one Charlie. Hmm? California has, has had that too. So, oh yeah, California's had that. Actually, California has been. When I moved, to, when I moved to California in 1994, which is about the same time you got like. Yeah, ninety five. Yeah, um, yeah. It was not a solid democratic state at all. Yeah, um, it was it was transitioning, um, and it had been. I mean, is the state that produced Ronald Reagan, right? Yeah, right. State, you know, Richard Nixon. Yeah, um, Orange County, right? It had been. You know, we used to joke it was called behind the orange curtain. Still right? is but, no right. difference. <laughs> um, and that's part of the. I think the. I mean, Charlie Baker, right, the governor of Massachusetts, he might as well be, a, if you took him out and put him in another state, he'd be a Democrat. He'd be a Democrat in any other he state. Would. Yeah. No, it, 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 but you, you know, just the yard signs and the stuff like this, it's, it, yeah, no, it's, it's scary how, but you listen, there's two sports radio stations and, you know, WEI in the morning, it, it's ONA light. And it has been, it has been for 20, <laughs> no, it has been, it's 20 plus years, you know. Like the local radio station, like B, like BCN, like 1030, AM 1030, if I like turn it on for like news traffic and stuff like that. It's very, it's very Fox News. It's more towards Fox News, you know, but it's, it's all old white people. You know what I mean? It's basically and, my mom working. You know, part of uh, the Massachusetts dynamics is that some of the more conservative areas are sort of the upper middle class, right? Yeah. It's the, it's that belt outside of Boston, yeah. right? um that and it's people that are doing well right or you know what i'm saying i, I you know what i'm saying it's not like even western massachusetts is more liberal than yeah right right no it it, it, it is insane <laughs> yeah. all right so let's get back into the big thing uh we exactly. lost bifoot he'll jump on i'm gonna ask you mr history professor civics background uh political science major in your lifetime have you heard a, 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 you know, uh, um, uh, Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall statement? A, I'm trying to think of a, another statement in our lifetime, but the fighting's here. I need ammunition, not a ride. Is that not the greatest brass balls? Holy fuck, what a stud comment you've heard in your lifetime from Zelensky last week. <laughs> yeah, no that's that's that that you know i we 
I think a lot of people uh, are very surprised that Zelensky is has risen to the occasion, right? Yeah. And he may not make this out alive. I, and, yeah. Every every, <laughs> every day, my wife can't stop the doom scrolling, and yeah. I've gotten better with that. And when we keep talking about that, and it's it's awful to say, but. If he doesn't make it out alive, he is still a hero forever. It's almost yeah, like he, is, he, he will be a yeah. martyr. He will be more powerful as a martyr. And as you know, I mean, the guy was a comedian, a TV guy, right? I mean, he, you know, his his administration was kind of corrupt on the side. You know what I'm saying? And he has, I, I mean, there's nothing else to say. I mean, in fact, I can't even picture uh, some of our own politicians having that kind of car. I, I, I can't imagine any, like literally, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I I think Elizabeth Warren would ride for the occasion. I, I think, you know, I, I think she would be somebody you don't want to fuck with in a dark alley, to be honest. I, I think she, 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 she shaked a few bitches in her lifetime. No, but, but when he says that comment, when the U S want to evacuate him out that, you know, and, and that's flat out, you know, I don't need a, a ride. I'm like, and I think that was like Putin's he thought he was going to roll in there in a couple of days. But you know what? You're the you're you're the smarter one. You got all the pedigrees. What the hell is going on in Ukraine? And do we survive the next two weeks? Should, well, I, should you know, I stop going to the gym and, and just eat all the all the chocolate cake and ice cream I want? No, 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 no. You 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 lay off the chocolate cake. You know, okay. um, you, the well, I mean, you know, the the interesting thing is, is that um the Ukraine has had issues now from for years, right? I mean, it's about eight years. Those two little uh, Russian ethnic, Russian speaking, Russian, you know, Russophonic provinces seceded, right? Uh, and it was like six years ago that Putin took the Crimea Peninsula, right? And basically rolled in, held a bogus referendum. Well, they probably would have voted to join Russia, let's be honest. But I mean, like that. And it was vexing for the Obama administration, right? Um, because, because it is, right? I mean, like, what do you do, right? And the Obama administration slapped on sanctions, but it was a fait accompli, right? It was, and and here's the thing, those areas um, were predominantly, you know, they're Russian, and they there are sections of those areas that were held by the rebels, right? The Ukrainian military could not get them back. You know what I'm saying? They've been trying to. Uh, they've obviously, the rebels have been completely supplied by the Russians. And so there's a lot of uh, question marks, I think, about like how, like, I'll, I'll always explain it this way, right? Is that the border of the Ukraine that you see today is actually the border of the Ukrainian Soviet Socialist Republic. Right, it is a border that was drawn by the communists in Moscow for the purposes of the Soviet Union, and so it actually includes parts of the Russian Empire uh, on the east. It includes a traditional Ukrainian homeland like Kiev, right? Uh, the western sections, part of that was in Poland, and some of it was even in the Austrian-Hungarian Empire at one time, right? So I mean. That's the last that the Western section was like um, taken during the Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact in 1939. And so they didn't, they didn't necessarily want to be part of the Soviet Union. Crimea was actually added in by Khrushchev in like 1956, I think, right? He just, just, it had always been Russian and he just stuck it into the Ukrainian SSR. When the Soviet Union broke apart and each of the Soviet republics becomes their own independent country, um, 
Russia being by far the largest, right? Um, you know, you can look at, you know, Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania, which had been briefly independent, but were also sucked up by the Molotov-Ribbentrop Act, um, that there's a sense of artificialness to some of these borders. And, and Azerbaijan and Armenia have been fighting on and off, right, since the breakup of the Soviet Union. Um, the Kazakhstan has like a, a significant Russian population uh, and, you know, Belarus, like Lukashenko is a dick, you know, basically they might as well just go back to Russia. Right. You know, you know, at some point. And so it's, it's, it was a, when the, at some point in 2014, you know, what do you do? Right. And Ukraine has, and this is an interesting thing because what you're seeing today is an, is, is a, a wonderful show, a tragic show of nationalism, I mean, of people that love their country, right? That love their people and they are being invaded, but the institutions were weak, right? And so starting in 2000, what, what kind of created this situation was like the maiden revolution, right? Where the um, Ukrainians wanted to get out of the Moscow orbit, right? They wanted to get away from Moscow uh, and think about the European Union, right? Think about joining NATO um, and that's when, yeah, basically Putin was like, no, you're not. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everyone has to basic, that's the problem. And then you, now you know why the, the Baltic states wanted to get into NATO right fast. Away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just get the hell out of there and never look back. You know what I'm saying? Because he'll come knocking. They'll come knocking again. You know what I'm saying? And the, you know, the, the Putin had the, you know, uh, he, he resented the audacity of these Ukrainian people. Now, here's an interesting thing. There's a lot of debate about NATO expansion, um, enlargement, and, you know, was there a promise? The United States, did the United States promise the Russians that we would not expand NATO? I, that's neither here nor there right now. To me, I first I thought this is going to be a, a typical negotiating ploy. He's putting his troops on the border um to get concessions out of to wring concessions out of the west and the ukraine right ukraine is not ready to be in nato or it wasn't a few months ago right it wasn't it you know there are other things that have to get in order before you'd be allowed into the military alliance um and then i'm like okay he's not going to invade the ukraine right he's gonna if anything right and the moscow well their fake parliament <laughs> declared um, that it was going to be a peacekeeping mission. They'll go to the breakaway republics and just stay right there, right? They'll go into the areas that had already seceded. It's still wrong under international law, yet it's still murky enough that would be impossible for the West to really come down hard. You know what I'm saying? Because they'd go to the areas that are already controlled by Russian rebels and say, okay, we're here to help. No. And his speech, like the night before the invasion, where it's this long rambling speech where he starts talking about the Ukraine aren't even a real people and this is all right. Lenin's fault. Dude, that worried me. And it did worry me because it's, it, you know, one of the examples of international relations is an idea that states are rational actors. Now, well, there's caveats to that, but I mean, right. you know, states, you know, don't do things to blow themselves up. Right? Um, and his rhetoric where you're like, okay, like, is this, are you signaling to the Russian people? Are you talking to the Ukrainians? Are you talking to yourself? Are you, because that invasion, like 
he made a gamble and what a horrible miscalculation on that guy's part. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that was the, your, that, that speech though, that was, I mean, I'm the, you know, it was striking for me also because yeah. I've, I've always thought that Putin was really, you know, like a, a closer to Xi Jinping than, you know, Kim Jong, you know, Ewan, right. But and now I'm thinking, you know, maybe I had him wrong. Right. No, I agree. I, I, I think, you know, we always a horrible guy, but a rational, right. 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 You know yeah. what I'm saying? A rational actor that, he had even built up, like, you know, he'd even contemplated, I mean, he even gained doubt sanctions, right, to a point, right? He'd even, like, even thought about that ahead. But I, but the idea that, you know, and this whole thing, to me, would hinge on a blitzkrieg attack where the Ukraine, like, goes under within 24 hours, Zelensky has fled or is dead, and you've got a puppet Russian, th- and, and then you just taunt the West, and then you say, all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, and this collapsed, you know, in the face of Ukrainian resistance, uh, you know, and those sanctions will take time to kick in and they're already kicking in, but it will take even more time to some of them to kick in. I mean, in some ways, what the question today to me is that how much do the Ukrainians want to lose and what do the Russians really think they're winning? Right. That's the sanctions will take time, but some of the stuff that won't take time is like you know credit cards saying yeah we're not yeah. we're not doing business with you um you know the, the different the different sports leagues around the world saying yeah you know you're not coming to the world cup period at the end you're not yeah. you know throwing the you know for for paying to have to you know have you know uh to throw the paralympic russians out of the paralympic olympics that were starting this week i mean that's the stuff that that hits home right away um, and it can't and it can't hit north korea because North Korea is like an isolated hellhole, right? right? So like they, they, they don't have credit cards. There. You know what I'm saying? So those, in some ways, this sanction like is for so long, right? Like this people inside the Soviet Union just wanted to be part of the world, right? You know, what I mean? right. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they just, and you know, like if you wanted to go listen to rock music, you had to go to some back alley and buy it off the black market, right? I mean, like, you know, you know a Sex Pistols album, right? Would be sold to you as a bootleg, right? And yeah, these kind of sanctions um, are going to hit. Uh, and, and I do feel bad for the Russians that, 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 that want change. You know what I'm saying? It's going to hurt them too. Um, but I think it's, it's I, I, at this juncture, you're like, to Putin, like, what are you doing? Like, what, like, what, yeah. what for what? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, now there's like a total media blackout in Russia. You know, they're shutting down. He had vestiges of independent media that were sort of right. allowed to kind of do things, but they're all on a leash. The leash just got yanked, you know. Right. Um, but I don't. It's not an information bubble the way, say, China no. is, right? So, I mean, the internet is still relatively open. So, yes, I mean, the media yeah, information no, yeah, does get open. Yeah. yeah, their connections to the West are different than China's. Yeah, too, so. right. And so, there's much more. I mean, Russians see themselves as Europeans, and so um, they. Ukrainians especially see themselves as Europeans too. Um, and yeah, China can weather different storms differently. Yeah. It, and it's got a, once again, I do not appreciate the Chinese government, but it's much more, it runs a tighter ship. Let's put it that yep. way. <laughs> like, the, the controls in that country is ridiculous. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's not, I mean, like he's basically... You know, I think the other kind of, I think, striking thing about this is that 
the Europeans have really been united and on the same page right. with the United States on this. Yep. Because if you were looking at the news in the lead up to this, you're like, is the US being overly aggressive in its estimation? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there was a lot of talk that maybe, you know, Putin is not going to invade and, and you know, and, and, you know, is there sunlight between Biden's position and the European Union's position, right? Or the member states of the Europe, European Union. And Germany has just been gung-ho about this. And remember, they rely so much on their energy. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. 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 It's big for them to say, you know, and I asked, I asked Hunt, you know, who, you know, spent a good deal of time in Germany in his life. Um, do you think Mar uh, Angela Merkel would handle this any differently? Or do you think they would pretty much how it's being handled now would be that's handled? a good question? Oh, that's a really good question. And this chancellor is so new. Because I, I asked I asked John flat out. First of all, absolutely in love with her. You know, I think she's great. <laughs> I always have thought she was great. You know, she um, it's it's funny because most people don't don't know uh, she's a nuclear physicist, you know, yeah. as and 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 this is the other thing. It's like nobody knows this. I mean, nobody knows this. I don't even think he knows this. Uh, Jimmy Carter was a nuclear physicist. Um, yep. You know, and, and I'll bore you with some story one day when he came into office and, you know, my dad, who was a big Democrat, my dad was a Democrat, you know, he was a nuclear engineer, right? Not a yeah, physicist, nuclear, yeah. Yeah, nuclear engineer, engineer, engineer yeah. you know, and my dad, who worked in the military industrial complex, you know, my stepdad uh, was always a Democrat up until about 2012. I wonder what changed. Anyways, um, but but then there are two. Yeah, 2008. Uh, sorry, 2008, you know, um, but. But uh, when he, when Carter came into office, he had the men in black show up at his office and just wheel away his filing cabinets because he didn't think anybody in the private sector should be working on the projects my dad was, even though he was working for a government plant. Anyways, so Angela Merkel, back to that. I'm just going to cut that, I think. Uh, I wonder if Putin would pull this shit with her there. I, I really don't know. I think she had a good relationship with, with Putin. Um, and, you know, we do know that. Yeah. What does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Like on this, it's like, you know, the social Democrats, right? The SDP um, is usually considered the more left-wing party, right? I mean, yeah. like yeah, they, that's what they are. They're the socialists, right? Um, and they've been very aggressive. I don't know whether the world's changed in the sense of like Merkel would have been because Macron said this, and some other people have hinted at this, and, and I, this is all speculation, right? So this is not, you know, my PhD means nothing here, but like that Putin seemed, Macron said this, that Putin seems different. He seems changed. Like, this is not the same guy that I've talked to before in the past. Well, he didn't really have a face-to-face. -face. If you're 30 meters away, is that, no, is that no. really a face-to-face? -face? <laughs> well, he's paranoid. I mean, Putin is paranoid. He's paranoid yeah. about COVID. He's paranoid about, you know, and it's, and, and as I said, I, I, I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Right. Right? I, I do not know any of this stuff. But like, if that's, let's say it's true that he's kind of kind of a little bit lost it. Like, I mean, there's nothing Merkel could have done. Okay. Right? Yeah. You know, and, and we're stuck. I think, well, if we just exclude the United States out of that category, there aren't many cases of other nations invading other sovereign nations so brazenly. There are civil wars and people get involved in civil wars, yeah. but it's civil wars are a murkier mess, right? Like Somalia 
there is no working government. So if everyone's shooting at each other in Somalia, that's not the same thing as a, a nation state invading another nation yeah, state. Correct. Right. There just hasn't, there've been exist, like, you know, recently Eritrea invaded Ethiopia. Uh, you know, they do exist, but they're not frequent enough. And yeah. this is Europe. And I, and like, then yes, feel free to add in the horrible bias that the West has for Westerners. Correct. No, it, it, is, <laughs> it is what it is. No, it, it's, and so where do you, so usually, and, and I'm thinking this in real time, Biff, I haven't thought this out till just now. Usually what we do, Chris, is Biff and I talk every two weeks. Uh, well, we talk all the time, but we record every two weeks and we record a regular show and then we record, you know, a sideshow. And, and they're, you know, always different. Um, and, th- and this was going to be posted like a week from this Monday because but because of the relevance and the and the timeliness. Yeah, we it, should do it this week. We yeah. should we should definitely do it because yeah. I want to ask you, Chris, I mean, <clears throat> what do you think? So we're recording this on Saturday night It will drop on Monday morning. You know, just in the next by the time this drops, I mean, how much longer do you think this goes on? What do you think the end game is? And do you see Putin pushing into a NATO nation at any point? And no, forcing, I don't. You know, I mean, I can be wrong, right? And and you could air this, and 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 there'll be like troops in Poland, right? Right. Um, like the, I don't see him intervening in a NATO nation at all. Yeah. Um, and, and he does not want that. He wants Ukraine. Yeah. And and he I, I think he wants the whole thing, right? In the sense of like he wants a puppet government. He wants Zelensky gone. Yeah. He wants to, to cough up some guy that will say he may even they may even partition the country and give part of it back to like, you know, Russia or whatever. But like they he is all in. Um and it's it's at, at first you want to say, is there a way for him to save face? Right. You want to say, is, is there a way? There? Yeah. It, I don't know. I don't think so anymore. I think that like, you know what, in, in like, it's, it's, it's going to be his funeral someday for this. Right. Someday, like the, the people in Russia do not understand the connections, the historic connections between you, Ukraine and Russia are obviously are obvious. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. they're just, they're shared history and culture and, and, and Kev, you know, is a historic city to Russians Right. I mean, it is the shared history is just I mean, it just goes beyond saying what. But, but like if, if his plan is just to smash it all into the ground to win. Like and then put in a puppet government, what's going to happen? You're going to have um, you're going to have years of terrorism in the major cities. You're going to have some insurgency out in the right, western yeah. Ukraine that's going to always have a never ending supply of weapons. Right. And like. It's going, and then you're going to have the economic ramifications keep going on because part of Putin's success, and there is a fan base for him, and there are definitely Russians that love him. I don't know how many people in the GOP who love him. (laughs) I know. He's a genius, Jack. He's a genius. I've heard. I've heard that. I've heard that. Yes. That's. I mean, and that's like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy thing. um, you know, I think. Well, don't forget, Roger Jones has a Nixon tattoo on his back. So, you know, you know, guest box always have their fan base. The and so, but he like so Russia in the 1990s is a catastrophe. I mean, there is the right. economy has yeah. completely tanked. Um, there is just 
there's gunfights in the streets of Moscow. Like, I mean, like, you know, gangs, you know, the organized crime, which still exists. Um, and, and so Putin just came in and just like, basically just like, and he got the economy back. And some people are like, okay, that's good enough for me. You know, like law and order and the economy. Right. Nothing else. Sure, sure a few people <laughs> fell off. You know, he's kind of like Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, you know, like, I mean, we're right, probably no, old enough. We're probably no, old enough to see the old rate. times quite, right? right? Yeah. The New York crime rate yeah. in the 70s is astounding. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You look at, like, it is it's impossible to even yeah. think about, right? But like downtown Manhattan, like where the World yeah. Trade Center was, was just a rundown, horrible place, right? Yeah. I mean, and I, and I, I don't want to ever give Giuliani all the credit for that. No, 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 no. Yeah, but but you're right. I right. mean, I mean that's the perception, order. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Law and order, and this is what the what the Trump campaign was trying to press in right. 2020. It was the cities are out of control, right? And you need law and order, right? And it didn't work, right? But that's where he was going with that too. Yeah. That's important. I mean, like, like there are a lot of Russians and they're nationalists and they love Russia. Um, and they they may or may some of them may or may not have mixed feelings about, and that's the kind of the odd thing. And like, what is the Soviet Union to you? Right. And you like to us, it's like, oh, it's it's the evil empire, or oh, it's communism. Like People, I keep hearing some people call Putin a communist. I'm like, dude, this guy's not a communist. No, no, no. no. no it's, he's running an oligarch. So, so yeah. just before we start recording, or maybe it was a few hours ago, but sometime in the last 24 hours, Putin has said that sanctions are a declaration of war. Yeah. And, that, and now he's really doubling down on that. Does that, do you think over the next day, week, however long this goes, do we give more support and more sanctions or? Where do you see, you know, this wrapping up a week, a month, you know, I, I, it will look, never wrap up, wrap up, you know, but yeah. like you said, you know, and do, do you think Zelensky survives? Well, politically I and no, I, uh, hope and I hope yeah. he takes off to the Carpathians and, and hides out and, and, and leads insertion rates. I don't know. Like, I think it's it's um, it's I almost don't want to predict. Right. Because yeah. like I don't I right. mean, like. You know, it's it's so hard like without direct military aid the ukraine will eventually collapse right yeah. it, the russians no matter how inept uh and actually this is a giant show to you about how useless how I, I think weak the russian military really is yeah um power is relative so compared to the ukrainians um they are technically on a piece of paper more powerful um but if you're looking at like them fighting another major state, like, you know, and so the Ukrainians have fought bravely and valiantly. Um, and though I would like to think like in some sort of like movie, like they, they, they come out at the end. Red Dawn, exactly. Wolverines. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to go to predict that they, they're going to win. Um, but this isn't over. No. Uh, and you now have the contours of the 21st century of international relations in the 21st century. Um, it's going to be an axis with Russia and China, um, and the United States and the. It's reinvigorated. Think about it. It's reinvigorated NATO. NATO was like left for death. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not anymore, right? I mean, um, and here's the sad part. Any discussion about 
cutting military spending and putting it towards domestic uses, that's out the window now. Too. That's a, right. This is the best thing that happened to write the on. You know, like, yeah. And, and so Trump was complaining about the NATO members not pulling in their fair share. Germany just did. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. you know, and so this isn't, this is the new cold war. Right. And I'm not sure why Russia decided to sign up for it again. You know what I'm saying? But they did, you know, and is it because like Putin doesn't know anything else? Cause that's, that's who he is. I mean, based on his background, I don't know. I mean, I don't, you know, it's yeah. like, as I said, like we reach a point where it's like, like, I, you know, it's, it's an awful thing to say, like, okay, you're, you're, you're an autocrat, you know, and, and you have a charade of democracy, yeah. which you pretend and right. between organized mob and the oligarchs. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's power in Russia. Right. Yeah. Um, that's my opinion. There are yeah. civil society groups there and yeah. there is real movement. Like there are people like, I always think about the band pussy riot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, you know, like one of them got sent off to a labor camp after yeah. their, one of their things, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and like, there is people there that, that like, and, and this cannot go well, like yeah. you cannot, I mean, certainly the uh, public protests are, is kind of like, it is kind of, sh I mean, the, the, the obviously that's something that for a variety of reasons would have never occurred in the, you know, yeah. in the Soviet Union, right? So. Yeah, it, it, they, they would have been swept off the street far quicker. Right, right. 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 It would have been the Tiananmen Square, right? I mean. It could have been, yeah. yeah. I mean, like that's that the, um, and I, those protests are real. Like they can't, yeah. they can't, like it's, they're small, but there isn't, as, as, as you know, you can hear some commentators that say there wasn't any counter protests. Yeah. You know, sometimes they, they, in those places, they, they, they have a, a goon squad that will come and out. And prop up. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And go, go, go to the football field, get a bunch of hooligans and yeah. say, Hey, yeah. you guys want to make 20 bucks. Yeah. I think that's how the Iranians do it. I think, yeah. you, know, you know, um, and so there's none of that. I mean, yeah. like they, they, how long can this guy go on? You know what I'm saying? Because you know, at some point, this is the real discussion of nationalism, right? I mean, how much do you care about Mother Russia? Yep. You know? and like and like you said, it was interesting because I remember a few years ago, uh, my, you know, my, my girlfriend, uh, Rachel Madhow, uh, had done a <laughs> it, it, it's funny. I woke up a year ago and I told my wife, I'm like, oh, my God, I just said to Rachel Maddow. She's like, first of all, you would. And then she secondly, it's like, no, she's gay, right? I'm like, yeah, that's. Anyways, don't don't question my love, but she did this whole thing. I, Russia has one, one aircraft carrier, and and it is followed around by two tugboats to to push it from point A to point B. And one of it has all these spare parts because that's how basically you know it it is. It's it's so old and decrepit, and to find out you know, when they roll in and that the Ukrainians put up more of a fight that the, you know, average, you know, you know, Chris Jacques and Biff said, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll give me a gun. I'll fight. You know what I mean? Versus, and, and they didn't get, but it to show in real time that it's like, yeah, they're not really, you know, putting all their weight behind it. But the fact that they've had these losses and these casualties and these, you know, yeah. it, it really does show that, yeah, they are, oh. Power. This isn't this isn't my specialization, but I am not can I, I have never been convinced of the fighting prowess of the Russian army and, and that their solution is just to level things when they can, right? right. 
you get to Aleppo, Syria, right? Get to Grozny, right? And that's it. And these are smaller forces. I mean, who are they fighting in Aleppo? Rebels, right? Who are they fighting in Grozny? Rebels. Um, and they're, and this is not a justification for war, please. And, and make sure I never get edited to make it sound like <laughs> it. But, but the US has been constantly at war for 20 years. And yeah. this constant replacement of equipment, there's an innovation of new equipment, there's new, you know, and so like, even when you don't use your armored carriers, uh, and for years on end, and then you're they're like, in the cold, and then you leave them there in a giant convoy, they're going to run down, you know what I'm saying they're going yep. to break, you know, and there is, the, I think they, the, the original strategy, right, was going to be this shock and awe blitzkrieg, and they would all just run away, right? That all the Ukrainians would just run away. Um, and and I, this is something that I thought was fascinating was that there is, I think, enough Russians who actually believe that Ukraine has been captured by Nazis. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I don't remember a lot of Jewish comedian Nazis running around, you know. Uh, and, 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 you know, and, and how great is it that the, that the guy who couldn't, post enough selfies of him riding a horse bareback is uh is being stonewalled by the voice of Paddington Bear. Like you gotta love the fact that Zelensky who did the voice of Paddington Bear and the Ukrainian version of that, you know, is, is the one who's leading this fierce resistance again. You know, and it's funny because Russia hasn't been a world power. It's like I remember, you know, Donnie Three Scoops um saying he wasn't going to go to the G8 unless you know, Putin know. was invited. And it's like, dude, I don't even think and, and you you both of you guys would know this more than me. They're not even a top 12 economy anymore, are they? I, you know, I don't think they're no, no they're not the G12. They they're not even. And they're going to be collapsing even further. Right. Yeah. Right. And, so you're yeah. not even in the G12, not for political reasons, but you are not one of the 12 biggest economies in the world. And here's the thing. If their lifeline is going to be China. God help them, because yeah. to, to the, the People's Republic of China, everything's transactional. Everything. Right. right. Yeah, I'm saying you, will, you know what I'm saying? You will get help and then you'll be on their leash. You know what I'm saying? Like you will, you, you know what I'm saying? Like they will want something back in return. And like, like, and if you are truly cut off from Western goods, uh, you know, and your people want Western goods, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like it's just not going to, I, as I said, it just boggles the mind of like what he was doing. And if, it, if he's actually being serious about this ridiculous right. freeing you from the Nazis crap and nationalism, and sometimes he's even making comments there shouldn't even be a Ukraine. Like, that's just, what are you just giving ammunition to people that are going to say, you're right, I guess I'm going to have to fight you because yeah, there's no other choice. Right, right. No, it, it, it is crazy. Chris, um, I, I, I'm going to find excuses to bring you back on because I feel yeah. like I feel smarter talking to smarter people. You know, that's why I started the podcast with like my friend Joe smarter than me and then Biff and all that stuff. No, this has been absolutely fantastic. And thank you for making well, time. Yeah. And, and thank you. It, 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 it was great. So um, your, your Twitter handle is Professor Cook at Twitter. Underscore. Professor underscore. Cook underscore. And are you on any of the other Instagram, Snapchat? Um, Nothing political. Like, yeah. I, MySpace. Uh, yeah. Not the, <laughs> MySpace. Friendster. You big on Friendster? How's your Friendster page? Yeah, my Instagram is pictures of my cat, you know? Oh, um, nice. Okay. Fantastic. So, yeah. <laughs> Got to keep things on. Like, you know, it's a crazy world out there, yeah. right? And, and it's... um. 
yeah it's a different it's yeah it's uh yeah i i'll tell you what like let's hope that 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 this will resolve itself hopefully yeah you know in 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 the most in the way that loses the least the people don't die you know yeah less <laughs> So, so we, we, you know, hopefully we have you back on to talk about how how the whole world came together and straighten this all out, um, <laughs> and definitely before the midterm elections, because I would like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, your your insights on that. Uh, you know, I, I I lose almost as much sleep over that as I do this. You know, I know. And, and I shouldn't. Like, there's part of me that always says it's like, okay, my home is Massachusetts and Los Angeles. I'm a I'm a middle aged straight white guy. I think it's gonna I'll work out for me. But, <laughs> but I'll tell you, like I, you know, and you know, I don't, and I my worries might be kind of paranoia. But I'm thinking, like, is this one of those things where China's looking at this and says, "Yeah, here we're gonna take some lessons learned from this because we're eventually gonna go into Taiwan, right?" So, like, hundred percent, yes. I don't know if it's if it's actually even tight or not. So obviously, Chris, you would know, but you know more no, than I, I would. Well, you know, I'll tell you. In fact, I've, 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 there is some discussion on this, and I yeah. think um, I've always argued this for years. And I, I think the the Chinese would invade Taiwan the day that they can invade Taiwan. Right. Right. Um, yeah. At some point, they'll give them an ultimatum. And when and Taiwan's a fascinating place, actually, because uh, there's an entire generation of people that have. No memory of the people's they have no memory of china yeah. they, i'm saying yeah. like they're taiwanese like they are actually like they're ethnically chinese but you know what i'm right. saying they are they're taiwanese yeah. and uh the republic of china is no longer you know chiang kai-shek or you know what i'm saying or, right. or, so they the but i've always felt that that when and it's hard it's hard to invade an island it is yeah. difficult and that has always been the saving grace. That's kind of like how they got, that's how they even state survived right. the civil war, right? They, by being on that island. Um, and once again, I have to always put the caveat, I do yeah. feel bad for the ethnic Taiwanese people that were there. Yeah. Uh, they were they're indigenous people to the island that got screwed. But anyway, right. um, the, the uh, I think when, you, when Beijing looks at this and, and President Xi looks at this, yeah and realize that the West is willing to flush their own economies down the toilets. Right. That is frightening to him. Right. Yep. Because, you know, I think there is a very real politique aspect to Beijing uh, and is a very much very calculating thing. Yeah. I, in fact, I did talk about this on, on Twitter and it's something that really, their abstentions at the United Nations over this issue is infuriating to me because the Chinese have spent decades being Johnny one note about sovereignty, right? Never shutting up about, don't tell us what to do, right? Like it's you do your thing, we do you, you know what I'm saying? And to sit there and allow one sovereign nation to invade another sovereign nation. And then, and all of a sudden clam up like that, like, yeah. oh. <laughs> no, I, I, and, and thank God we don't have that in our country that <laughs> you, you, you have a group of people screaming since Roe versus way that, you know, you know, forced pregnancies and a woman doesn't have a choice, you know, even if she's like, you know, you know, raped into pregnancy. And on the other ready hand, for, it's like you ready for that Supreme Court decision right before the election. Yeah. And, but <laughs> but then on the other hand, the same people screaming that are saying, yeah, I'm not going to take this vaccine. 
It's my body. The same people who are screaming, my body, my body, my body. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that woman has to carry that baby to term, you know. So, yeah, no, the hypocrisy of, of China and, and, and for India, for India to abstain, too. It's like, dude, they, they might have a more practical reason. Yeah. Most of uh, India's weaponry comes from Russia. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, they may have a more um, a more strategic yeah. look at this um that they also historically have tried to always play the russia off against china right you know? right it, it, yeah and so the it is you know i do i would like to think though that like the the, the amount of sanctions that were hit, russia was hit with is enough because president xi operates in a very different environment and has much more latitude even than president putin i think um but at some point you got to bring home the bacon you know, right. and, and if you if, if those East Coast Chinese cities have a giant economic meltdown, it's just not going to be good for the Communist Party. Yeah. You know, no. it, it, it is scary. Chris, I'm going to let you go. I can't say thank you enough. Um, Biff, you yep. got any last goodbyes? No, no, no. I mean, this is terrific. Very educational. Obviously, it's great to have somebody who actually knows what they're talking about instead of us. Hey, yahoos. hey, hey, I'm right here. <laughs> I'm, I'm right here, Biff. You well, know, including- myself in the yahoo group so hey yeah. did you know that 74 percent of statistics are made up on the spot yeah that is actually part of it yeah thank you chris right. all right hey, thank, thank you so you. much we'll see you next Thanks time for having me and you know, anytime you want me back I'll i do back. no i definitely will chris yeah. thank you so very much all right take care thanks all right, bye. Well